Hello, and welcome to another episode of It Dawned On Me, the podcast where I get to share what I hope are interesting thoughts and ask loads of nosy questions about stuff that's changing just too fast. My name's Dawn Constance Mulvaney, and I've learnt that rather than stick my head in the sand, it's better for me to find out as much as I can about the things that scare me so that I can be better prepared. Last time, we talked about regenerative agriculture, sheep farming and veganism. And this time, we're investigating the use of artificial intelligence in journalism. Throughout this episode, I'll share clips of audio from conversations that I've had with Ben Peachy, who's an ex-BBC journalist and a current membership specialist. From Jamie Fraser, who's a programmer who works within and training AI. And Daniel Bartley, who's the product manager for SkillsMiner, an AI careers and job search tool. So just what is the crack with AI and journalism? Is AI the end of journalists? Well, sort of, maybe as we know it. Whilst journalists are famed for their writing skill, writing is a small part of the overall job role of a traditional journalist. There's a lot involved in deconstructing huge amounts of data, finding links, and then being able to use that data to tell a story. And within that, there are loads of smaller knit groups and specialisms. Some journalists love interviewing people, some love to write, others are translators, taking huge amounts of information and distilling it down for their particular audience's needs. And that's where Ben's at. I never wanted to be in a place where I was persuading someone that it was a good idea to tell their story on screen because I think if I got approached that my answer would always be no Uh, and so I I wouldn't be very comfortable so I actually found myself falling into something that I loved which was basically almost I was a secondary journalist if that makes sense I was taking the stuff that other people did and reshaping it and that's exactly what you'll end up doing in in the sort of the, the membership sector. Ben moved from journalism into membership when he needed a change and has found lots of similarities, including in some of the financial challenges. Uh, if you take journalism and journalists and, and journalistic organisations, um, the financial model um, is under uh, real... Um, threat in because journalism is expensive the big organizations haven't worked out the right models yet and then the sort of the the content consumers haven't worked out how to use their power yet but what is the right model how can we balance the books when journalism is so innately expensive is the answer really ai and how does ai just work I think at the end of the day, it's just kind of a tool and you do need to do all this other stuff to have it in place. It's not going to be like the one-stop solution to everything. Jamie talked to me about the AI and how it works. It's a much more involved process than I realised and requires a fair bit of human intervention and expertise. So we we generated our search terms from uh, our different occupation titles or our different uh, skill titles and then the sort of slightly different variations of those that we have in our databases and that just just got us like a, a massive list of different videos and most of them like totally useless like totally irrelevant they just had the title and we first like just focused on the titles so if, if it's a big video title 
we'll take out the stuff that doesn't really mean anything and doesn't really add stuff to the actual meaning of what it's about. So removing stop words, things like and and the stuff that really, it, it doesn't add any value and like taking them out, it, it doesn't really change the context. For me, this is all starting to sound like quite a lot of tedious work for something touted to replace workers. Does AI really need this much input? Early, you don't just like kind of flick a switch and all of a sudden, oh yeah, we've turned on the AI, so all of a sudden everything now just does it the way you, you want it to do. You still need to like teach it what, what, what the, the nuance of what it is that you're, that you're wanting to do. And When Dan explained that, I questioned whether it was really worth it. What's the point if you've still got to teach the machine how to do the things? Does it really save that much time? It's just an efficiency measure so his ads actually started the process of manually checking through all of the occupational videos and at that stage we had um uh, 9000 a few a minute it might be like a, a few days work but then we kind of started thinking about skills and if we did the same for skills we'd be talking about a magnitude of 15000 by however many videos we kind of wanted to to put out and that's how ai does it it cuts down on the amount of tedious work that each journalist has to do to get that story out there. And for some, that might be the worry. I started an MSA in digital journalism in September and came to the subject from a background in digital content and innovation in education. So I was really surprised to encounter stories of fear and journalists' concerns around AI and work. But for every journalist who enjoys the writing, I bet there's two or three that really like the tedious bits and the research. The worry for these detective journalists might not be a lack of writing jobs, but a loss in job satisfaction. Look, I fell into membership by accident, I guess. It's perfect for me. My career, I was was a journalist at the BBC, but I wanted to join the BBC in my late teens, I guess. Um, And the main reason I wanted to join it, not because I wanted to be a journalist per se, but I just believed in what the BBC did. Uh, I was just passionate about sort of the public service remit and I guess sort of if you then sort of fast forward that's actually tallies very much with what membership organisations are about as well which is they're they're generally about the greater good is the way I would describe it and that's what the BBC was striving for too. So if not all journalists want to be writers and as the world becomes more data driven, more oft recorded and more readily shared Surely there's more space for journalists to find their happiness elsewhere, as more organisations and associations need support to interpret and understand the data at their fingertips. Could Ben, like me, see the possible future of journalists being within membership organisations? Absolutely. I think your insights about it are very perceptive, so I I would agree with you. It's sort of, it was a natural um, fit. Membership bodies, because of their specialist nature, have got a massive opportunity to make sense of the knowledge, information, connections and networks that are out there to you know drive insights that can add value both to the network as a whole but to individuals within a network as well and that got me thinking because if it really is about the greater good even within those scary job stealing ai organizations themselves there's space for journalists to retrain within the very system that's displacing them ai 
and journalists that enjoy the meaty data exploration and trying to figure out how people tick might choose to move into roles using their language and investigative skills to help train the machine. So natural language processing is like a sort of area of AI we're using here and linguistics and that is, is a huge part. I came from Harriet Watt University and the boss of that AI language department, he came from a, like a linguistics background. It's a, it's a really big part of it. We're all relying on AI to some extent. Even those who don't use AI explicitly will come across it during their research in the form of fact checkers and online aggregators. So it's a good idea to develop at least a rudimentary understanding of how the AI that you're using is going to work. You might get aggregated content based on some AI, but you're still going to need to be able to trust in the process to be able to kind of go, I am happy with this, this kind of content. And actually, what is my happy confidence interval measure to be able to kind of put this out to the world? In my own world, I see clear links between the world of professional membership organisations who seek to provide member value through news and content and the transition of news organisations like The Guardian and The Times to becoming membership organisations themselves. And some of that goes back to those shared challenges around finances. At the same time as the budget's going down, um, the output was going up exponentially at the same time. And so all of us are just sort of grappling with that challenge, and we still are. This goes back to my BBC days. So if you go back to the late 90s, the BBC, BBC News, in a, in a three or four year period, went from producing something like three hours of content a day to 60 hours of content a day. News24 launched, BBC World launched, and News Online all launched in a very short period of time. So as the news grows its outreach in order to keep up with the amount of content that people want or need, membership organisations and businesses are reaping the rewards of employing journalists for their insight, language and project management skills. And we're starting to see organisations identifying and developing their content staff journalistically. In fact, my current job role with Cash Alumni is a journalistic one, but neither me nor my employer recognised that until recently. When I started working on our community offer for care, health and early years education professionals back in 2017, I was a customer-focused careers and employability advisor with some events and editing experience. But once that community was in full swing, I realised that whilst the article editing, content curation and podcast elements of my job role were akin to traditional journalism, the membership responsibilities, financial challenges and ethical implications of being a voice of authority also shared a lot of similarities with editorial roles in news and feature journalism. And that's how I ended up here recording podcasts which support my MSc in digital journalism and discovering new ways to support our audience and the sector that I love with all the tools being employed by the mainstream media. What do you think? Is AI a risk to journalists' jobs? Or is it a tool to help enhance journalists' time and help to find opportunities to do what they love in sector niche areas that they care about? Let me know in the comments. I'm Don Constance Mulvaney, and my guests have been Ben Peachy, Jamie Fraser, and Dan Bartley. And you've been listening to It Dawned On Me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have, please let us know via the reviews page, comments, or with a thumbs up. 
If ever there was an episode where we should highlight the importance of feeding the algorithm, this is it. So please subscribe if you want to hear more. And until next time, take care. Thank you.